Hey, everybody, welcome to the Addiction Unlimited podcast, where you get to learn everything you want to know about addiction and recovery. I'm your host, Angela Pugh, co-founder of Kansas City Recovery, life coach, and recovering alcoholic. To learn more about me, you can listen to episode zero on your podcast app or find us on the web at addictionunlimited.com. Hello, my friend. Welcome to episode number 223 of the Addiction Unlimited podcast. I'm your coach, Angela Pugh, life coach, recovering alcoholic, and entrepreneur. And every Wednesday, I release a new episode talking about coping with life and all the curveballs it loves to throw your way. (laughs) I've been on this journey of self-help and personal development since I got sober in 2006. I have made literally almost all the life mistakes you can make, and I love sharing my experience with you about coping skills, being braver, building confidence, relationships, finances, and everything in between. So get your earbuds comfortable, my friend, because I love to give you the ins and outs of what works and what doesn't. And that's a lot of what we've been working on in Dry July this month in the Facebook group. We're doing super simple daily activities that are fantastic practice for making a commitment following through, and building a toolbox full of tools that can help you in your journey forever. And we're not even halfway through the month yet, so (laughs) please get signed up and join us, addictionunlimited.com forward slash dry July. I will also link that in the show notes for you, addictionunlimited.com forward slash dry July. And I'm doing solo episodes this whole month to talk about a few of those foundational pieces that you have to understand to break through any major life challenge. And that's what we're working on in this Dry July event. It's 30 days to wellness because I really want you to have some tools. There are things you have to have in place to be successful when creating huge changes, a sort of formula. And it's what we work on in coaching so that you understand how to recreate the formula over and over again, right? I don't want to oversimplify it. There are definitely specific actions to take, and I absolutely work on that with my clients. There are also a lot of character things, emotional things we work on all the time, right? Behavior modification, so to speak. You have to start to believe in yourself and your ability to change. You have to trust yourself. You have to understand your superpowers and also recognize things you aren't great at so you can get support around those things. It's having tenacity to continue showing up even when it's hard and resilience to bounce back when life knocks you on your buns and willingness to do whatever it takes to get the life you want. And those are all the things that our Dry July 30 Days to Wellness event are working on. Addictionunlimited.com forward slash dry July. Like I said, I will link it in the show notes. We would love to have you, not even halfway through the month yet. So feel free to jump in. Don't worry about being late. 
Um, the activities are very simple. You could easily catch up if you want to, or you can just start from today and move forward with us. And those of you who are already doing this with me, I'm sure you've seen how the energy and engagement kind of ebbs and flows. On day one, we had hundreds of comments on the daily post, right? And now people are falling off a bit. We had a major holiday in the States. It's summer. People get busy, family vacays. So if you are one of the people who has fallen off... I'd like for you to get back in there and get involved. Let us know how you're doing and also show up and support the other people that are on this journey and maybe struggling too. So this is my call to action to you. Get in there if you're not in there already. And if you have kind of fallen off, just get re-engaged. There is no better time to just have a fresh start than right now, my friend. So get in there. I don't want you to get caught up in the self-sabotage quicksand, right? Which is what we're talking about today. Another one of those core things that it's so important to understand and something we're challenged to work on every day of our lives. So let's jump into this topic today. Unlock the meaning of self-sabotage and helpful ways to overcome it. I want to start with self-sabotage meaning because I know you understand the behaviors. Like I think we're all aware of how we self-sabotage, but it's important to understand what it means and why we do it. So here is a definition that I found because, you know, Google is my best friend and I love to Google everything on the planet. So here's a definition I found. Self-sabotage occurs when we destroy ourselves physically, mentally, or emotionally, or deliberately hinder our own success and well-being by undermining personal goals and values. Okay, cool. That sounds like my entire drinking life right there, summed up in two sentences. Um, but that sounds about right, right? You're with me? But why do we do it? What does it mean? I think the best explanation I've ever for, I've ever gotten for this was from my friend Adam Gilbert from My Body Tutor. I'll give him a free plug here because I really like him and his company and they do great work. <laughs> but do you remember his episode? I think it was early 2021 when he was on last. And I asked him about self-sabotage. Like, what? why do we self-sabotage? And he said, usually people self-sabotage because the thought of maintaining the thing they're trying to achieve is more frightening than staying the same. So think about this for a minute. With sobriety, I hear constantly people stress out about the thought of not drinking forever. Like the thought of forever is more than you can handle. So subconsciously you say F it and just drink. I would say I'm the same with food. I do really well with my meal plan and then I get so overwhelmed with the process and maintaining the process long-term and I get frustrated and I say, F it. My friend, it is so normal to get overwhelmed. Life is overwhelming. And something I saw the other day too, and I just want to share this really quickly. I was watching a show, um, I don't know, a week or so ago, 
and it's celebrities doing projects around their house. You may remember Jeff Lewis from a show, Flipping Out. He is this incredible interior designer. He does stunning work, and now he has a new show. So I binged them all the other day. I'm a TV addict, too, in case you didn't pick up on that. <laughs> I watch a lot of television, and I work from home, right? So oftentimes... I will turn on a show and it will just run all day like while I'm working and I kind of half pay attention and unfortunately most television now you can only pay half attention and you still know what's happening. But So I go through a lot of shows and I found this new series. I love Jeff Lewis. Like I said, I think he does stunning work and he's funny and I like him. So I watched the whole thing and there was a woman on there. And she's walking Jeff Lewis around her property, and there are all of these things in disarray. I mean, the pool, the landscaping, like all this stuff. And she's talking through everything, and you can see she is so overwhelmed, just like the rest of us. And this is a celebrity person, and this is why it stood out to me so much too, because like they had dealt with the Malibu fires, and I don't know if you heard about that or not, but the Malibu fires were devastating. And then just life and kids and everything else. And all of a sudden, she's in the midst of a mess, right? And like her her stuff is just run down and has gone to crap because she's just so overwhelmed by all of it. And the reason it stood out to me is because she has all the resources. Like we give ourselves all these reasons why we can't do things, right? The ways we justify not doing things, not following through or giving up. And it's always like, I can't afford it. I don't have time. I don't have any support. And here's this woman, the celebrity who has all of those things. And the truth is, she's just overwhelmed, just like the rest of us. And what I want you to hear in this is the circumstances aren't the thing holding us back. Being overwhelmed is just part of being human. You can have money and help and resources and still feel overwhelmed and beat up by life. Don't get caught up in the thoughts that if you had money or a more supportive partner or a better job or a better house or a better body, then things would be different because it's just not true. You will still be overwhelmed. And to me, the overwhelm is what brings in the self-sabotage. There's a reason in 12 steps that we say one day at a time, because thinking about it on a large scale can freak you out. <laughs> in anything you're approaching, don't try to think too many steps ahead. Just focus on the very next step in front of you. Because if you think 10 steps ahead, of course you're going to be overwhelmed. There's also growth that happens in every step you take forward. Every step you take forward and you do it and accomplish that step, then you are more confident and more prepared for the next step. So if I'm sitting here and I'm thinking 20 steps ahead 
At step one, of course, I'm not prepared for step 20. I need all of the things that happen in step two, three, four, five, six, all the way up to 20. So just focus on the very next step in front of you. Don't get too far ahead. So let's dig into some self-sabotaging behaviors because I want you to recognize it so you can start to break it down. Remember, when you want to break something down, you have to directly counteract it with an opposite behavior. When my social anxiety is growing and I'm starting to freak out, I make myself make eye contact with someone and just say hi. Hi. That's all. Hi. But it directly counteracts my anxiety with a non-anxiety action. And it's a very simple action. I don't have to challenge myself too much to do it. Eye contact, hi. That's all. It's literally a one-second action. Are you with me? Of course you are because you're brilliant and strong and amazing. So self-sabotage behavior number one procrastination. Stalling rather than diving right in. Delaying action (laughs) and engaging in distractions (laughs) because it helps you avoid stress and anxiety and it helps you avoid emotionally uncomfortable situations. Procrastination, my friends, And avoidance, right? It kind of goes together. I used to be so bad about this in business. Like years ago, there's so much in business, you guys. It's such a journey, just like life is, like sobriety is, like everything is. It's such a journey. And you really can just learn one piece at a time. And oh my gosh, I used to procrastinate and avoid and this uh, engaging in distractions. That was like my middle name. Like that's all I did all day, every day, engage in distractions. Like I would flood myself with all this little like busy work that really had nothing to do with building a business. And then I would sit back and I'd be like, huh, I wonder why I don't have any revenue. Well, because I wasn't doing any revenue generating activities. (laughs) I was, I was consumed with distractions because the revenue generating activities are emotionally uncomfortable right? Like it's hard to put yourself out there and be in front of people and to ask people to become a part of your community and ask people to pay you. Like all of those things are challenging. And on on a lot of levels, it just doesn't feel natural, right? So yeah, I would engage in distractions, my friends. Uh, The next one is perfectionism. The need for everything to be completely perfect. This can be super self defeating because it prevents you from advancing in your life, in relationships, in your career, because it sets an impossibly high standard, right? If you think you can't do anything until it's perfect, this is another huge business thing too, everybody's like, it has to be perfect. My website has to be perfect. This has to be perfect. But no, it doesn't because you're going to learn along the way. Like I said, step one to step 20, I need to take all those little steps in between. There is no such thing as perfect. You're going to change things and modify things as you go. As you learn more, 
you change and evolve and your outlook changes, right? So perfectionism is an absolute myth. I mean, listen, I don't want to put a website out there or something to embarrass myself, but I certainly have. I absolutely have. You guys, I posted a video once and I posted the unedited version because I was going too fast and not paying attention and I didn't double check my work. And I posted a video that was the unedited version and I was like yelling at my dog in the video. So you would pop on my website and play this video and you would see (laughs) this absolute insanity and me yelling at my dog for bugging me while I was filming the video, right? But it's okay. Like I could have beat myself up about it. Was I embarrassed? Sure. I don't, I mean, thousands of people probably saw that video and probably left my community thinking I'm a psychopath, but it just is what it is. You guys, I don't have a time machine. I can't go back. I'm sorry if you're one of the people that saw it, but I needed that lesson too. I needed that lesson to slow down, not go so fast, not leave things till the last moment, and to double check my work. You have to test things, right? So that lesson was hugely valuable to me. Is it embarrassing? Sure. But so what? I mean, it's not like I'm foreign to embarrassing myself. I mean, let's be honest. I'm an alcoholic for crying out loud. In my active drinking, public humiliation was just daily life. Like, why am I going to worry about it now? But try to be realistic about this, right? Perfection is not real. Do a good job. Be willing to consistently improve, but don't get caught up in everything has to be perfect. And in recovery, I think this manifests in that thought process like, I need everybody to support me. I need my friends to be my cheerleaders. And I need my partner to be super supportive. And if those things don't happen, then I can't do it. That's just not true. None of that is true. And again, these are things that we work on in private coaching too, because there are ways around these issues that can be very comfortable and allow you to move forward without getting caught up in that stuff. Okay, next, self-criticism. Ooh, this is a tough one. We talk about it a lot, that negative self-talk, right? The committee in your head. It can be so harsh and it affects your actions. It prevents you from taking action. Definitely will prevent you from meeting any kind of goals that you might set. And it's so automatic, right? Like it's just running through our minds all the time. That conversation is always going on and it instantly reacts to every situation and to ourselves and to other people all day long. And listening to that harsh self-criticism is its own form of self-sabotage because it prevents you from believing that you have the ability to achieve what you want to achieve. It will talk you out of it every time. And you have to believe in yourself. You have to, at, at just the most basic level, you have to believe you are capable. And this was a struggle for me too. Like I didn't have any belief in myself or trust in myself when I first got sober for sure, because I'd been a shit show for so many years. But when I would sit down and think about it at its most basic level and my capability, I was like, well, of course I'm 
capable, of course I'm capable of not lifting a drink to my mouth. I am capable of that. So let's just work from there. <laughs> like I know I have the capability, but that self-criticism, that inner talk can be really, really hard to overcome. Okay. Resisting change. Oh man, we've been talking about this a lot in dry July too, because this is the thing that I've been super focused on that I want people to recognize. I want you to really see this resistance in yourself. The resistance will keep you trapped in your comfort zone. And if your comfort zone is not serving you, if you know you need to change, that means you need to get out of your comfort zone, right? Change means getting out of your comfort zone. And that resistance will cause you to stay stuck. It will cause you to stick to old habits and make excuses like, I can't afford it, I'm too busy, I don't have any time, I don't have any support, right? Those are all the excuses, rationalizations and justifications. And that resistance (laughs) is what leads you to all the rationalizations and justifications and then keeps you from doing anything right? You get caught up in that resistance. You talk yourself out of it. Then you're not taking the proper steps to meet your goals or you avoid setting any goals altogether. And that resistance to change prevents people from trying new things and it prevents you from real growth. And listen, we are such obstinate people, people with addiction, especially we are so obstinate. We are just against everything. (laughs) We are disagreeable. We are really smart, which oftentimes does not work in our favor because we think we know better and we think we can figure out a different way. And I don't need this. I can figure it out myself. And that doesn't work for me. And I tried that 872 years ago and it didn't work. So I'm not trying it again today. You know, we have so much resistance And if you live in a place of resistance, then you are going to remain stuck, period. If you can't get yourself to just open your mind a little bit and go, huh, okay, I did try that before and I didn't love it, but maybe this time I'll be different. Listen, you guys, I didn't eat broccoli until I was like 35 and all of a sudden out of the blue one day I was like, huh, broccoli sounds good. Totally weird. My whole life, never ate broccoli. Now I love broccoli. So you see what I'm saying? You have to at least be open to the possibility. Don't just decide in advance that stuff won't work for you or you're too smart or too good or too cool. That resistance will always hold you back. When you hear yourself in resistance, when you hear yourself automatically against things, you'll hear this a lot in conversations too. And I have a lot of these kind of people in my life in many ways also, where their response to everything is negative, right? And I'm all about solutions. So I'm going to offer all kinds. Oh, have you thought of this? Maybe try this. Oh, you know what I did once? I tried this and it worked really well. Maybe you can do this. I'll give you a thousand solutions. But if you give me a problem for every solution, you're just stuck in resistance. Resistance will get you nowhere. 
All right, next one. This is a big one too in dry July. I think you're noticing a theme here. Yes, I wanted to focus on <laughs> all the things that are the core foundational pieces of dry July. That's what we're doing because these are the things that we're working on in our 30 days to wellness events. So poor self-care, not taking proper care of yourself. This is a form of self-sabotage because it will prevent you from thriving. And this could be anything, you guys. It's eating crappy, smoking cigarettes, not exercising, uh, not going to the doctor, not taking care of your mental wellness, right? Whether that's with a therapist or a counselor, a support group, a coach, you have to take care of yourself. You have to intentionally take time out of your life to refuel yourself. And human beings in general are really bad at this. And I hear people say a lot too, we'll go, oh, well, I did a yoga class. I meditated. Okay, great. And on some level that counts, right? But not if you're doing it once a week. And yoga is the exercise part. Awesome. And it can be super relaxing. And there is a meditative piece to yoga. I love all of that. I also want you to be doing other things to care for yourself, right? Get a skincare regimen, like get a healthy smoothie you like and start making it at home. It's these little tiny things where you are actually caring for yourself and you have to make time to do it regularly, not just once a week or once a month, not just having the thought, oh, I need to do that. I'm going to do it later. I promise I'm going to make it a point to do this, but actually do it. Okay. Poor self-care will keep you from thriving because you're run down, you feel like crap, and then you're mad at yourself because you're not taking care of yourself. Do you see the connection there? When you let yourself get completely run down and you're run ragged and you're exhausted and you're irritable and you're unhappy, you're not going to thrive. You cannot thrive from that space. So talk about some self-care, my friend. Put some thought into that. Now, as I read through these, like how many of those can you identify with? And not only, I don't want you to get stuck also in the problem. You hear me say this all the time. I want you to get stuck in the solution. Don't just think about what needs to be changed, but I want you to also think about how far you've come with some of these, because I'm willing to bet if you sat down and really thought through it, you could see some major growth in yourself in all of these things in the last year. Again, not that it's perfect, not that you're hitting it out of the park every day. None of us are hitting it out of the park every day. It just doesn't happen. That's not how being human works. But I bet if you really think about it, you'll see that you've had some major growth. I just had one of these moments the other day. I was doing laundry and I had this moment where I realized that I've done some real growing up this year. <laughs> and you're going to love this because it's so ridiculous and silly, but this is the truth, you guys. This is this is how it happens. I was doing laundry and you have to remember that I'm a bachelor, right? I have a total bachelor pad. I have been alone, lived alone my whole life, right? I have a bachelor pad, okay? And there are certain things that just don't interest me. 
like laundry. I have a lot of clothes. I can go a long time without doing laundry. And I'm also like a good 18-year-old in the dorm. <laughs> I've always bought like the cheapest laundry detergent because I don't care. I'm like, oh yeah, $2, sure, I'll take it. I don't care. Pour some in there. Like just put it in there and we're doing, we're not doing anything fancy. I never measure. There's no like fabric softener. Like just get the shit done and move on with life. But here I was the other day and I realized I had real adult laundry detergent with a measuring cup. And it was like the expensive kind. And I was doing the laundry before there were a hundred loads to do. You guys, like I'm really adulting over here. I'm really adulting. And when I started to think about it, I was like, huh, where the heck did this come from? <laughs> because never, I'm 50, never have I been like this, right? So I start thinking about it. I'm like, where the heck did this come from? When did this happen? And it has just been this very small incremental change process over the last several months. Like, I don't know why, but I just started caring more and I started thinking, and I remember having this thought too of like, I really want to do my laundry before it gets crazy because again, it's so overwhelming when you look and you're like, oh my God, I have 10 loads of freaking laundry to do and folding it and putting it away like it's insanity, right? So I remember kind of having that thought like, man, I'd really like to do this before it's crazy. But it's just been over several months. And I don't know why I decided to like splurge and get the fancy adult laundry detergent, but I did. And it's so silly, but I cannot tell you how good it feels to be doing some good successful adulting with adult laundry detergent with a measuring cup. Okay? <laughs> I am really growing up over here at 50 years old. <laughs> But you guys, this is incredible growth. It's the tiniest stuff. So don't just think about the ways you need to improve, but really recognize the ways you have grown because that's what it's all about. I feel like we're always looking for these grand events to signal we're doing well. But life and recovery are really about those small things and seeing improvements in yourself regularly. Okay, so the next part of this, we're going to go through like some how to stop self-sabotaging, right? This isn't a part of your character. I want you to really get that. It doesn't define who you are. It doesn't mean you're a bad person or this is one more thing that's wrong with me. Like don't get caught up in all that. But start simple and really start paying attention, right? Because you can make these changes. And the number one thing on here is to increase your self-awareness, okay? Being self-aware of how you engage in self-sabotage. Uh, step number one, of course, you, oh, you have to be able to identify. You can't change anything until you identify it. So we just went through this whole list. You have a whole list now. But get clear on yourself and your behaviors, and this is something I do in coaching too. Try to identify like the negative association you have tied to certain activities that keep you from following through. I did a whole podcast about this a long time ago. I'm not sure if it's even available anymore, but 
when you increase your self-awareness and you uncover what it is that's holding you back, then you can really start making changes in your behavior and how you take action. The next one I want to talk about is just pause. As you notice negative behaviors and thoughts and feelings, just pause for a second and ask yourself, like, are, are these habits and thoughts, whatever, are they serving you or hurting you? Often we do things out of habit and we avoid doing things out of habit. So taking a moment to decide if it's going to hold you back or move you forward can really benefit you. So pause and think, is this effective or ineffective? Should I do it this way or should I do it differently? Next, set goals and have an action plan. Having goals will help you live with intention. And we've talked about this before, intention, being intentional. You hear this term thrown around all the time, and I feel like nobody tells you what it, the hell it actually means. Being intentional means you are choosing on purpose, intentionally, <laughs> you are choosing what actions and behaviors you take, right? And what thoughts you have. You choose intentionally how and what you're doing in life. And you have to have an action plan to go with your goals. A goal without a plan is just a wish. It means nothing. I see this a lot too in every area of, my, of life. One of my clients just said to me a couple of weeks ago, he's like, you know, I've really been wanting a new job the last couple of years. And I was like, oh, cool. I love that. What's your plan? And he's like, well, I don't really have one. I thought something would come up within my company and maybe I could just move up, but nothing's happened. <laughs> you guys, nothing is going to happen if you don't have a plan. And this is when I hear a lot too. People say, I hope I don't drink. And every time I hear this, I just sit back and scratch my head. Hope gets you nowhere. Don't hope you don't drink. Decide to not drink and then make a plan to support not drinking. <laughs> I hope to win the lottery all the time. And you can see where that's gotten me. You know, hope gets you nowhere. Think about what you want. Have a plan of action to support getting what you want. Next, make small changes. Small changes happening all the time is way better than trying to make huge changes and giving up on it. And that's what most people do. Give up. You set too many goals, you make them too big, and you do it for a week and you fall off and fall right back into an old habit. Habits are incredibly powerful and changing them is challenging. But the best way to do that is to focus on one thing at a time, make very small shifts and do it consistently. All right, next, be kind to yourself. The inner critic is a huge factor in self-sabotage. So it makes sense that you want to put some solid energy into changing that inner voice to be kind and empowering. This is crucial, not optional, but crucial. Decide to work on this. Google how to change my negative self-talk or my inner voice or inner critic or whatever you want to call it and create a plan of action. There are videos you can watch, pods you can listen to, books you can read. Have things that you can do in the car, at your office, while you're on the treadmill and take action. You will not get far in creating change in your life if you don't consistently work on the committee in your head and getting it to where it's kind to you. Okay. Last one, know and embrace your strengths. 
a major player in self-sabotage and that inner voice is some of that victim mentality. When you're in a difficult place in your life, you get caught up in beating yourself up and looking for all the reasons to tell yourself why you suck. You're a bad person. You're a bad parent. You can't do anything right. Look at all the crappy things you've done and how crappy you've treated people. And it can get into this pathology of like, I'm so broken. I'll never get better. I'm doomed. I'll suffer forever. I'm weak. I'll never change. Woe is me. You guys, this is a habit and a choice. If you want to sit around and obsess over all the negative things, then you are going to feel negative. But you're lying to yourself because we all have a ton of great things about us too. You're making a choice to only look at the negatives. Take some time to recognize your strengths and the positive things about yourself. Strengths are not big, profound things like, oh, I didn't cure cancer, so I'm a bad person, or I don't have a PhD, so I'm not smart. Strengths are not profound, okay? Start with, can you tie your shoes? Bam, strength. Maybe you make some killer avocado toast. Bam, strength. Are you a parent? Bam, infinite strength. Just in parenting alone, there are a million strengths, okay? You have to be selfless whether you want to or not because everything is about the kids. You have to have the ability to function while exhausted because kids are exhausting 24-7. You have to have an incredible amount of patience and love because children are crazy and they wear you out. Your whole life is a practice of patience and love. Are you kind to people? Strength. Are you helpful? Strength. Do you smile at people and say thank you? Strength. You see what I'm saying here? Strengths aren't about life-changing accomplishments. It's a ton of little tiny things that you choose to overlook because you're too caught up in beating yourself up. Okay? Self-sabotage is is typically fear-based. And that fear plays into the toxic perfectionism and habitual procrastination. And that increases anxiety and takes you into future tripping with all the what if, what if, what if, what if this thing happens? What if that thing happens? Or you catastrophize and go straight to worst case scenarios, right? These are all distorted beliefs. And they are exactly the thing that perpetuates the fear and causes you to self-sabotage. Remember what Adam said, we self-sabotage when the fear of maintaining the thing you want feels overwhelming and too hard. So we say F it. You stay in an unhealthy relationship because you think about all the pain and difficulty and transition of the breakup and it's just too much. So you stay, then wonder why you're unhappy. You continue drinking because the thought of maintaining sobriety forever feels too daunting So you drink again, then beat yourself up for being back at day one again. You stay in the job you don't like anymore because the thought of all the things to get a new job (laughs) feels so hard and so intimidating and there's fear of rejection and all the jobs you're going to interview for and not get. And then you just say F it and just stay where you are because it's easier than doing the work to find something more fulfilling. Okay, let's recap really quickly these self-sabotaging behaviors, okay? Procrastination, perfectionism, 
self-criticism, resisting change, and poor self-care. All right, you've got a whole list now that you can start thinking about and working on. And as you go down that list and listen to this episode a second time, I want you to see that these are all the things that we're addressing in the Dry July event, 30 Days to Wellness. This is the foundation that we are focused on. And the 30-day calendar of activities is 30 actionable things that you can continue doing to counteract every one of these self-sabotaging behaviors. This is 30 days of tools that you take with you, right? Totally for free. And all you have to do is jump in and have some fun with it. But self-sabotage isn't a character flaw, okay? It's nothing more than a set of behaviors, comes out of fear, negative beliefs, and it just prevents you from achieving your goals. But be patient with yourself. Reach out for help if you're stuck. Find a therapist or a counselor or a coach. These are all things we work on in coaching. And if you're thinking about working with me, you can book a call with me to ask questions and get more information. I'll put that link in the show notes too so you can get there right from your podcast app. I hope you're having a fantastic day and I will see you next week. You've reached the end of another great episode of the Addiction Unlimited podcast. Candid and honest conversation about addiction and recovery. Be sure to visit us at addictionunlimited.com to join the conversation and access show notes and links to everything we talked about. Love this episode? Please take 30 seconds to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes to help us improve and give you the information you want. Thanks for listening. See you next week.